0: All right, turn, if you will, to Ephesians chapter 5 and uh, preaching to the husbands this evening. Now, uh, last Sunday evening, I, pre- I was preaching to the wives. I've been preaching through the book of Ephesians. So to let you know if you're here for the first time, let you know what I've been doing. And it's not just that I've come up with a sermon on husbands. Of course, I know we all need it. But uh, uh, anyway, let you know. And what I always would like to do is when I preach to the husbands that the wives weren't here. Because really what I say to the husband is not any of your business. (laughs) And when I'm preaching to the wives, I wish the husband wasn't here because really it's none of the husband's business. So, uh, in other words, we're not supposed to battle each other with what the Bible says, you know, for them to do. Now, you get with it and do it. No, I'm to get with it and do it, you know. And uh, do my side, she's supposed to do her side. If she doesn't do her side, then that's that's not my fault if I do my side, and that's the important thing. So in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 33, we'll come to those verses in a little bit. I read about a tyrannical tyrannical, uh, husband who demanded that his wife Uh, conformed to all of his rigid rules, and he had a lot of them. She was to do certain things for him, and in uh, time she came to hate her husband as much as she hated all that list of rules that she had. And eventually he died, and uh, it was uh, merciful as far as she was concerned. Well, time went on, and she met this guy and uh, they liked each other, and eventually they got married. And he was so good to her, he couldn't believe it. She couldn't believe it, how good he was to her. And uh, she came across one of those lists that her first husband had given to her and began to read it, and she said, you know, everything that, he wanted me to do, I'm doing for this husband. But I'm doing for this husband because he is so good to me. And now I want to do something in return. And uh so uh she said it was just altogether different with that new husband. Well, yeah, uh last Sunday evening, I believe, it might have been, I think it's Sunday evening. There was a lady approached me in the church and uh, I asked her if I could give this story. I'm not going to give names, that's not important, but uh, I asked her if I could tell this story and she said, yes. She said uh, she was talking to Cherry and me and she said, Brother Al, you won't believe uh, what I went through in my marriage. And she told us a whole drove of things that went on and. And uh, actually told me more this morning, and uh, I'm not going to get into that. It's not important, but he was not good to her, not good to her in any way. And uh, so he died. And lo and behold, she met a guy, and they liked each other. They got married. And she said, "You know, there was all the difference in the world." And that guy and my first husband, she said that he, he loved me, he took care of me, he was interested in me, and uh, said that uh, she just uh, reciprocated, she did, just went right back and helped him. Well, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be. But I read an advertisement that Aaron Shirt put on uh, back, uh, I don't know how many years ago, I just read this recently. And it was at Father's Day, and they used father as an acrostic. The F is for your favorite occupation. Talk about the father now. Your favorite occupation. And it showed a man asleep in a chair. Uh, a is for the anniversary you blew. The woman is, shows a picture of a woman standing at the door waiting on her husband on anniversary day, and he doesn't show up. Uh, T is for talk and your uh, sparkling conversation. The man is shown reading the newspaper uh, while the wife's trying to talk to him. H is for helpful things you do, and it shows a man poking a ladder through a window and E is for each time you for you forgot and as soon as the father's shown leaving uh, uh, his uh a picture shown of father leaving his much pregnant wife in the door while he takes off to the hospital. And then R is for recitals. And it showed a picture of a dad that was being dragged to his uh, daughter's piano recital. Well, the ad concluded he may not be a perfect father. Well, that ad is not the only one that the media portrays men as bumbling fools. Uh, the fact is, uh, the message is that man is, uh, in many ways, he, he, it's just, he's just a rare breed, if he's any good at all. And the media really beats up on men. Uh, they make men absent from the family, and if they're not absent, they'd, the family would be better off if they were. Husbands. That is not what the Lord thinks of us. The fact is, He has a higher expectation of us than than that. Far higher. He calls on us to be leaders in the home. And uh, some have uh, taken that high expectation and has twisted it around to take the privilege to be the ruler, the king in the home. No. That's not what we are. Um, he can be... Unreasonable, but he must be obeyed, and that's for sure. And he can be whatever he wants to be, but the little woman has got to get it all right because he is the head of the wife. Well, of course, that is not what the Lord expects of us. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 23 and 24, uh, husbands like to quote these two verses. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Verse 24, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands. I used to work with a guy, and I've, I've used, uh, he's he dead now. I don't know whether he's with the Lord or not. But uh, he claimed to be saved back in those years. But uh, nevertheless, he used those verses frequently, and he said, You've got to keep your wife under subjection. And uh, I think he did, really. Um, Not because she wanted to be, but if she's going to live with him, uh, she had to do what he said. But you know what? I never did hear him quote the next verse. Where it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. I never heard that man quote that verse. Not one time did I ever hear it. So, what does it mean when we're told to love our wives? All right? We're to love our wives as Christ loved the church. In verses 25 through uh, 27, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. And then verse 38, uh, 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Every verb in those verses are. They are present tense ver- verbs, which means that those things are to be carried out continually, continually, continually in our lives, husbands. That is part of what we're supposed to do. In Ephesians 5:28, so men love; uh, men ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. So the word love there, and all the way through is the strongest Greek word there is in the New Testament for love. It's the same word that's used in John 3:16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we are to love our lives as Christ loved the church. And uh, that means that there are three things. That we'll do if we really love our wives. We will sacrifice when we love our wives. We'll sacrifice. Now, Christ became the head of the church because he loved the church and sacrificed himself for it. If, uh, if we are going to be the head of our wives, then we will sacrifice also. Uh, being the head of the wife is not about being right all the time. It's, uh, it's about being grounded in a sacrificial love for her. Marriage is not about the wife making the husband happy. Not about that. We need to get away from it. It's about the husband taking the role of sacrifice, loving leadership, which becomes the greatest blessing that can ever be to the family. I'll tell you about a sacrifice that I read about, uh, Dr. J. Robertson McQuilkin. This man was a missionary in Japan for 12 years. And I read this in a a book, and a magazine, I think it was. And then I went to the internet to prove it, And I found his, uh, a history of him, and uh, it had the same story in there. And the fact is, I played, it had it in there where I could play actually what he said and what I'm going to say here in just a minute. But Mr. Quilkin, being a missionary for 12 years, came back home and he became the president of Columbia University in South Carolina. And he was there for 20 year, uh, 22 years. In 1990, he stepped aside. And in his speech, uh, when he stepped aside from that prestigious position, in his uh, speech, final speech, he said that his, uh, he was resigning. He said that he had... Uh, uh, had to take care of his wife, said that his, uh, she had Alzheimer's, and uh, she said, he said, she has taken care of me for 40 years, and now I'm going to take care of her. If uh, we have 40 years, that's how long I'm going to take care of her. I'm going to take care of her. For richer or for poorer, he said, when we were married, in sickness and in health. Uh, for better or for worse. And he said, I would love her and walk with her side to complete the final stage of her life for as long as we both shall live. Folks, that's sacrifice. But it's no more sacrifice than you and I should give for our wives. That's That's a loving sacrifice. And then, The husband will be a faithful husband when he loves his wife. Christ's love was a faithful love. Christ loves his bride, the church, not because she was always beautiful or perfect, because we haven't been as a church always a beautiful or perfect uh, group of people. He loves us because of his faithful commitment to the church. The church, Christ's bride, has not always been faithful, but thank God, he has. He's always been faithful to us. <clears throat> I don't mean that we ought to play off and uh, do things just because he's faithful, and we we ought to be faithful too, but we're not always. I read about a man who went out on his wife, and he went out on her because She did something that uh, he didn't like. Not near as badly as what he did. I heard another guy say that uh, he would uh, be faithful to his wife as long as she was faithful to him. No, no. We are to be faithful to each other. And um, if we're not, then there's something wrong. Our faithfulness should not rest on good performance of the spouse. A woman's faithfulness ought not to rest on the good performance of a husband, and vice versa. My faithfulness ought not to rest on the performance of charity. Not at all. None of us are perfect, and we'll not always meet all the expectations of the other one. We'll not always agree but we must always be faithful because of our love for our spouse. The faithfulness does not only have to do with affairs. It's about loving the other person and meeting their needs, whether we like it or not. Faithful love is not love that uh, just acts toward the perfect, but acts toward the imperfect as well. So this kind of love is important. It affects our relationship with God. The fact is, hadn't been too long ago since I taught the verse that I'm about to read in my Sunday school class, I'm going through 1 Peter in there, and, and uh, the wives come first in chapter 3, by the way. And, uh, and so in verse 7, uh, likewise you husbands, Told the wives what to do in verses 1 through 6, and then verse 7 tells the husband what to do, including just about everything that he had said in the first six verses, we're supposed to be doing. But he includes something for us that he didn't say to the wives. Likewise, you husband, <clears throat> dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife and unto the weaker as under the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life. But that's not all the verse. That your prayers be not hindered. If we are going to get our prayers answered, then we must make sure that we treat our wives the way they should be treated. I'd like to... File in on verse 7 here and uh, start in on that, but I won't have time. So this is um, a bonus for loving your wife because you get your prayers heard and answered. And we will be responsible when we love our wives. (laughs) I read a funny story. I I doubted it happened, but I thought it was funny. I want to share it with you. The story is told of a young woman who brought her fiance home with her to meet her parents? So after a while, the the husband, the dad, uh, said, "Told the fiance, let's go in the other room over here, and uh, we'll we'll talk." They went over there, and uh, he asked the young man, "said What are your plans?" He said, "I'm a Bible scholar," and uh, uh, a Bible scholar, um, the father said, admirably. And he said, "Well, how are you going to provide a nice house for my my daughter that she's used to?" And uh, he said, "Well, I'll study, and uh, God will provide." Well, how will you buy a beautiful wedding, uh, a, a beautiful engagement ring? And he said, "Well, I will concentrate on this on my studies, and God will provide." Well, how will you support children? He said, "Don't worry." sir, God will provide. And as the conversation continued, he came out with the same thing over and over, God will provide. He went back in after a while, and the guy left, and his wife said, how'd the conversation go? He said, well, uh, I don't really know. He said, all I know is that He's uh, going to study the Bible, and he thinks I'm God. <clears throat> well, I'm amazed that the men that won't provide for the family just won't do it, you know. And uh, I'm not talking about people that can't find a job. Now, get, I spent two years, couldn't get a job uh, when Sherry and I first married. I know what it is not to have a job. I know what it is to work for uh, $3 a day hauling fertilizer, a hundred pound under each arm. I know what that is. And, uh, uh, and by the way, I lost that job. I had got to mumps, and I couldn't work for a while. And uh, the guy I was working for, friend of the family, gave my job to somebody else. Well, friends like that, you don't need any enemies. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, uh, we came through it. I learned a lot from that. I won't ever forget it. I've had two jobs since then, DuPont 13 years and Miles Strait 53 years. So uh, that's that's just the way it goes. The Bible tells us in um, 1 Timothy 5 and verse 8, But if any provide not for his own, especially those of his own house, he hath denied the faith as worse than an infidel. In the little town we lived in, it was so little, if it had been incorporated, the, the thanks for coming sign or city limit sign been on one and uh, wish you'd come again on the other side of the same post. It wasn't incorporated. Weren't very many people lived there. But in that town, there were four men that would not work. Their wives had to make the money. The men came in and then left, came in and then left. The wives were the ones that had to fend for the family financially. It is sad. Uh, Two of them were brothers. Two of the guys were brothers and two of them weren't. I knew them well and I liked the guys. They were very likable. But uh, I heard what one of them said not too long ago about her dad. And uh, she didn't have too much good to say about him. He stayed drunk most of the time. But he was not providing for the family. Being a real man means being responsible and taking control and doing everything we can to meet the needs of our families. We are to love our wives as our own bodies. Verses 29 and 33 of Ephesians 5. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, even as the Lord the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see to it that she reverence her husband. So we're to love our wives as, as our own bodies. <clears throat> now, I love my body pretty well. I try to take care of it. And uh, I feed it. Consequently, I want cherry to eat. And uh, we usually have plenty of food. I not have too much. Um, I like to rest more now than ever before. And uh, I want her to rest. It's really hard to get her to do that. And I'm not kidding. But I want to grow spiritually. And I want her to be where she can grow spiritually. And I want to keep her at a place to where she can. I want recreation. She doesn't care much about that. But I'd like for her to be involved in recreation. And I want to be protected. And I want to protect Cherry. We're supposed to protect our wives. On the southern border of the empire of Cyrus, a great chieftain named uh, Cagular lived, who uh, tore to shreds and completely defeated the various uh, detachments of Cyrus' army uh, set to subdue him. And finally, the emperor and his uh, whole army marched down, and in force, they took over uh, his little kingdom. And they took uh, Cagler back with them to the emperor And uh, so the day came for them to have the sentence and actually be executed. And uh, the emperor asked the the man, said, what would you do if I spared your life? And he said, majesty, your majesty, I would return to my home and remain your obedient servant for as long as I live. He said, what would you do if I spared your wife, her life? He said, I would give my life. So moved was the emperor by the words and attitude that he freed both of them, sent them back as his subjects. And upon arriving home, Cagler uh, Asked his wife, said, "Did you, did you see all that beautiful marble, as you, at the entrance of his, of his uh, uh, throne room, and mentioned some other things that were beautiful, and she said, I didn't see any of that. She said the only thing I saw was the man who was willing." to die for me he said that's all she said that's all I saw you know what I think that's what all any wife would see if they saw a husband that was willing to die for her. but what's even better though is to live for her. Live for her and love her. And you'll be surprised what'll happen when you become the the husband that God wants you to become. Then the wife reacts. Husbands act, wives react. And she'll react in a very, very special way when you become the husband that God wants you to be.